All right, anyway, welcome back to the Underground Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Federici. We're going to have to start this intro over because Mike's not breathing. He's laughing so hard right now. Because we're having such a good time. We're having such a good time. Such a good time. One, two, three. I'm Dylan Federici. I'm Michael Spank. And I'm Christian Chavez. And Michael Spank didn't speak into the microphone, so nobody's going to be able to hear him. One last time, everybody. Take, <laughs> Take 32. I'm your host, Dylan Federici. I'm Michael Spank. And I'm Christian Chavez. Beautiful. And we are... The, the underground, underground sessions. sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> so da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway, we're going to cue the intro music right there. Why are we underground right now, sir? Um, but yeah, so we, uh, we switched it up on you guys today. Um, so instead of having a new artist come in, we've got some new music from some past artists. We've got a song we previously recorded with Pat Egan. First time he came around to our studio out in Michigan at WHFB. Um, and then we have another kick-ass instrumental from Andrew Broughton. Um, what is it called again? I can't remember. Uh, Sandstorm. It's another instrumental from Andrew Broughton called Sandstorm. And so for all you new fans out there, go check our interview with both of them and the videos that we did. Go find them on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Underground Sessions. Yeah. Where else can we give give the people the word? Well, we uh, we kept telling you in those previous episodes, we got extra goodies that are going to come out later. So here's the first one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, we kept saying that. I kept wondering, like, when are we going to put out the goodies? Yeah. It was I think nobody believed in us. And then by now, those people don't listen to you our just, shows. You just leave them a trail of breadcrumbs. Well, you know? I think they stopped <laughs> listening to our show. They thought we lied to them. But if this finds your way, it's way to your ears. And you're like, hey. That's where the extra stuff is now. But music, well, not really music aside, the music from Chicago artists aside for the moment. There we go. That's how words work. Uh, <laughs> we sat down with Drew from 606. Uh, super cool dude. Knows more about music than quite possibly anyone on the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a realistic possibility. And it's not just like, oh, he likes rock. It's like he likes everything. Yeah. Literally, it means everything. Yeah. He was mentioning you can genres. Find everything. Genres that I didn't know were a thing. Yeah, for real. Uh, I mean, well, look at the one that he uh, recommended, which was our pick of the week, which if you didn't know, we started posting our favorite albums for the week. Like, I, I guess like it's something that we're listening to recently. Uh, I post one on Monday. Mike posts one on Wednesday. Christian posts one on Friday. Um, that is brought to you by 606 Records because it makes sense. We and post Drew awesome, man. Yeah, we post awesome albums, and you can go buy those awesome albums at 606. So it is a little competition between the three of us. So if whoever gets the most likes is going to win something cool, right? We're going to win something from rights. each other. Bragging yeah, rights, just yeah. bragging rights. Just go like our stuff, my stuff. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 we all we all know. Yeah, see, Wednesday's the day. We Helps all you get over the know. Home. Nobody no, cares about Wednesday, the Mike. Weekend's coming out. Nobody Friday. cares about Wednesday. Yeah, they're making plans hey. about going out instead of listening to your pick no. of the week. No I one post, <laughs> I post sad music on Mondays. All right, that's what I do. <laughs> it's Monday. That's pretty fitting. Yeah, yeah. Sad music season, baby. Let's go. So I should not post sad music on a Friday. Yeah, probably not. Okay. This week coming up for Christian's pick, it's Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> Make your donations. You're going out. Sessions. I hope you're going straight out to adopt the dog this Friday. <laughs> so back to uh, 606 Records. Back new, to 606 Records. It's been our favorite spot for quite a bit now. Yeah, I mean, I think we've stopped by like the last four times. 
I would say I would say what like scouting locations and then actually recording because we scouted a few locations before we landed on low res for that sessions. Um, and Christian's neighborhood residence been uh, been stopping by there for quite a while. Well, yeah, but I, I'm just saying for the experience as the podcast as the group, um, we've we've stopped by there pretty much after every session scouting location and uh, it's hard all the times when we stop by after <laughs> the crazy recording at low res. Or all the times we stopped by there after drinking at low res. It's a whole thing. Yeah, and then we spent even more money. Yeah. It's so like then, hard not to buy something there. That's the problem. Which is why we had to ask Drew for a sponsorship. Pretty much. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Make um, me feel worth buying all these yeah. albums. <laughs> just, just we'll post them. And if you just say you present them, it's fine. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> but uh, no, Drew, really, he's got the coolest recommendations. Um, like I said, my put that. Bleh. Uh, my, uh, my pick this week was an album called Searching from Ronald Langerstraat. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Close enough. Um, anyway, for all your Dutch loop jazz needs, um, <laughs> it's no, it's really cool. It's uh, this guy recorded it in his apartment in Amsterdam on a four track in 1984, and somehow it was released in 2019. I don't know the story behind that. Maybe Drew knows. You'll have to listen to the interview to find out. But, uh, yeah, super cool. Bunch of crazy influences in there. Anything from Latin music to jazz to soul music and go all over the place. You can actually, we looked that up, right? You can find that one on Spotify. Yeah. That's a great album to check out. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a pen and a paper, though, because Drew just sprinkles in little, Little like, oh, I was listening to this album. And, like, after the the interview, I went home and looked up, like, five of them. I was like, these are all. I need to, I need to go back to six oh six and buy these all on vinyl. Yeah, you gave quite a few recommendations. Yeah, I mean, quite a few. I bet you if you know if you're not in the city, you shoot them an email and ask some recommendations. I'm sure he'd be happy to send you some replies. He's got a newsletter. Yeah, yeah. There that's you go. Actually, Just sign yeah, up. That, yeah, that, that's I think the that purpose of the all newsletter. Our yeah, so sign up for Drew's newsletter, um, or scroll through his website and order away. Yeah, I mean he's got everything up there. It's super cool, but. Uh, other than what we've picked up at 606, what have you guys been listening to recently? Anything? I've been on um been on a huge kick for like uh like Chris Cornell specifically. Like I don't care if it's with Soundgarden or Audio Slave or some hit the stuff we did with Temple of the Dog. Like I've, for some reason Dude, Temple just, of the Dog Chris, is so underrated. Yeah, it like just there's just something about Chris Cornell listening to solo stuff. It's just been like the past week. It's all I've been listening to. I was listening to Rocket Juice and the Moon nonstop. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) That makes me feel good. Yeah, that was that was actually a really good recommendation. They're they're awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah, If you've never listened to Rocket Juice in the Moon, that is a cool project to check out. Crazy because I love Flea. I love Damon Auburn. Yeah. How did I not know they combine powers? They combine powers. (laughs) That's basically what. That's a great way to put it. But no, yeah. Um, that one is powers (laughs) unite. Yeah. There we go. No, that one is super cool. Um, and they did like some stuff with Erica Badu. Yep. Uh, a couple of other really cool. I can't think off the top of my head because it's like well, it's quite a few people. Yeah, I mean, there's there's what twenty ish songs on that album. Yeah, something that's like a that. Long album. It's a great album though. So check that one out, Rocket Juice in the Moon. That's great. You get you get. I like how we're just giving away your, all of our future picks on this for this episode specifically. Yeah. For this episode yeah. specifically, I mean, you get your money. You get your money's worth twenty songs on an album. Yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to hear any complaints if you hear us talk about these albums and then like three weeks from now you see one of us post it. 
and be like, oh, you said that on the podcast a few weeks ago. You can't use that as your record pick of the week. Yes, I can. Okay. They're my records. Don't <laughs> judge me. Yeah. Let's see the listeners find these very small time record albums. Small time record albums. Well, like small limited pressings. One of these days, mom, I'm going to produce me one of them record albums. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to make fun of people. I'm sorry. There's something wrong with me. This is why Mike and I don't like you sometimes. <laughs> and that's the show. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Cue the outro music. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's going to go home and cry now. It's been a pleasure for these 19 <laughs> episodes to serve you fine folks with the Content. best new music. Uh, is this uh, the start of your solo career? This is the start of my solo record album. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this going on the air? Dylan's just gonna lock himself. This is absolutely going on. Dylan's just gonna lock himself in his room with his roads and create sad. sad Sarah music. McLaughlin music. McLaughlin? Yeah, close enough. Christian cannot talk today, and it's <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that he just said he doesn't like me. I would be having a field day with it. <laughs> so let's go back to the music scene in Chicago. Cause well, your boy's exploded. a little hurt right now. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> anyway, back to the music scene in Chicago. Which um, is huge all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Well, COVID's over. Despite and, what anyone says, COVID is over. And, it's uh, done forever. And Unless you're not vaccinated, then tighten up. You know, Then yeah. it's not over for you. Yeah, yeah. and then it's not over for <laughs> it's you. It's a long road. <laughs> then it's it's a long road. Yeah, but, um, no, I mean, everybody's playing shows all the time, which I mean, has it's been crazy. super fun for us scheduling stuff. But uh, Yeah, because, I mean, we're you know, if you follow any of the people that we've had on before or you check them out, I mean, they're literally posting shows upon shows. Right? Oh, scratching it out, handwriting it in on Instagram. Like, oh, we just added another show. Like oh, for sure. Weekend. Like, well, even we talked about earlier today, uh, Thalia Hall oh, is yeah. like a stacked lineup. Like, Seriously. Yeah. Like, like probably the best year I've ever seen for them. It's yeah. like back to back. Well, because it's comedians too. Yeah. Cause, and that's the yeah. thing too is like they, they do not care if you're an act or a music group or a comedian. No, I had You're to. You're on the bill. <laughs> I had to fight for tickets for a bunch of these concerts. Yeah. <laughs> you live so close. I live blocks away. I, to, I can walk there. And I yeah. still had to fight for it. It's not fair. Uh, let me see here. What do we got? Are you looking up? up the schedule? Yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, ones that I know off the top of my head. Like Dr. Dog. Yeah, Dr. Dog. Their last tour. Mount Joy and Rookie, another Chicago Mount band, Joy which we would out. love to have, uh, have Rookie on there. Um, no, it's not. I thought it was. No, Mount Joy still got tickets available. The expensive ones. Oh, I don't know. But no, they're playing with Rookie. (laughs) They're playing with Rookie, which I know uh, TJ, Uncle Sexy, has done some stuff with the guys from Rookie. Uh, We would actually love to have the guys from Rookie on our show, Um, who I believe they're playing Lollapalooza this year, too. That makes sense. Isn't that a Lala after show? Uh, Yes. Uh, But then you got Brittany Howard. I got tickets for that. Brittany Howard is a good one. Um. You've got Longhorn Slim, which I like some of his stuff. And nobody else knows who that is. Nope. All right, cool. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's see here. We've got Coulter Wall. Oh, yeah. That, those Coulter Wall is a good one. Friday. Dang. Yeah, we're going to have to try and get that one. Pat Metheny. 
Okay, this okay. Is Tighten I, I up, guys. My credit card coming out of my wallet. Uh, Teskey Brothers. Oh no. Black Pumas. That's been sold out. Black Pumas yeah, is sold out, but yeah, maybe sure you can spend three hundred dollars on one on Ticketmaster or Stubbs. Pokey Lafarge. Yeah, or you can go to uh, Hinterland Music Festival. Hey, Mike. That is definitely sold out and in two weeks. <laughs> um, for that yeah, one. Mavis Staples, you know, and then you got comedians like Kyle Kinane. I got tickets for uh, that. Andrew Schultz is going to be there. Right? Yeah. It's going to be super cool. You might as well just go to Thalia Hall every weekend. Yeah, you really have no excuse if I don't know what to do. You're like, well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. no, I mean, but realistically, like, there is so much going on right now. Um, like, we know. Nathan Graham, who was on our last episode, he's got a show coming up at Navy Pier. I know he just paid, what, four or five shows from Friday to yesterday. Nonstop. Four or five shows over the weekend. Um, playing with one of them was with Shannon Baker, who is another one of the people who have been on our shows who she kicks ass. If you haven't seen her episode, go back, check that out. Go follow her because her page is cool, too. Um, yeah, I mean, she even plays weeknights, too, so there's no excuse you can't even see her. Everybody Honestly. is super show happy right now, which my guess is people are going to get burnt out real quick. So go see all of these <laughs> right people now. before before they get the, tired. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, when the fall season comes around, we're going to be like, oh, I need to take a little break. Yeah. But that's funny because Dylan and I rushed to get tickets for Shady Graves in Colorado. We're flying out there to go see him. Yeah, we're flying out to Colorado for like a we're, day. We're like so excited. Like, let's go see him while he's You know what? Screw it. Yeah, he's not coming to Chicago this year. Screw it. And then he posted not one. Two shows at Two Hall. shows. In walking distance from Christian's house. We're probably going to go to that, too. <laughs> we'll probably be there at all three of them. Yeah. So thank you, Shaky Graves, for taking even more of my money. <laughs> so much money. Just like, well, he first of all, he's got to post the limited edition of his album. And Which then I was gotta, actually really cool. It was really yeah. freaking cool. And I so I had to buy it. And then, <laughs> then he posted tickets to a cool amphitheater in Colorado. So I had to get that. Well, that's an experience, though. Yeah, no, it's a quick day trip yeah, out yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll that. be cool. I mean, we're going we're gonna to be out there for a, a couple of days, but uh, yeah, I think we're going out the sixth. We're leaving the eighth, yeah. so we'll have like a whole day <laughs> of fun. A whole thirty recovering hours. from a hangover. Nah, <laughs> we're in our twenties. So we can handle it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, enjoy this interview with Drew from Six Oh Six Records. Uh, as always. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I yes, kinda, maybe. Yeah, we're maybe. on Facebook. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a better way to describe how to find us because for some reason they keep changing the links on our Facebook page and it doesn't link to anything. <laughs> it looks like it does. We linked our Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff to our Facebook page. And for some reason, when you click on it, it doesn't work. So Instagram is probably the best bet. Yeah, the gram. I mean, it is the king social media outlet right now, honestly. So. Yeah, Facebook sucks. Sorry, Zuckerberg. Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, which yeah. makes no sense well, why well, one sucks and one works really, really well, simply. Well, they own it because they bought it from somebody who True. built it to work. Yeah, so that's a good point. That's a key That's a very good right point. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anchor, I think, is where our podcast is hosted at. If you want to be real hipstery about it and find an obscure way to listen to us. By all means, every view counts a lot for us because yeah, we just started. Seriously. So, honestly. Um, so review, rate. So Make sure you hit a follow button, too. That helps us out a lot. Yeah, like and subscribe um, to the videos. 
Please I mean, just like us. Just, just in general. We're just constantly seeking approval. That's all we're here for. Um, well, I mean, not to beg, but. Not to beg. Not, to beg. Not, to, not in a weird way, guys. Just in a, you know, happy, fun, love music way. Anyway, here's Drew. All right, we're here with Drew over at 606 Records. What's going on, man? Uh, good to see you, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, we've been talking about talking to you for a while, so <laughs> I'm stoked that we uh, actually got in here. Um, it was a little bit of a rush trying to get done after our day jobs and stuff like that. But Chicago's pretty busy now these yeah. days. Yeah, parking was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, COVID is apparently over in Chicago, so there's crowds of people walking down the street. There's live music going on again, and... Uh, yeah, it's a good time to be had. Um, you just wrapped up a pretty busy day over for uh, Record Store Day, right? Yeah, this uh, past Saturday, June the... Uh, I don't know what the date was, but yeah. 12th, June 12th, 12th that accurate, sounds about yeah. right. That sounds accurate. That's close. <laughs> yeah, Record Store Day is every day, obviously, but the, the Record Store Day uh, official where they have exclusive titles. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was different this year, similar to last year. Typically what we do is, you know, in the past before, you know, we lived through a global pandemic, we would have DJs and free coffee and food and, you know, throw like an all day party, if you will. And, um, you know, with with COVID, we just kind of kept it minimal. But yeah, it was busy, you know. We're thankful for the support, and yeah, it was it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. So how did you get into owning a record store? Well, the not-so-long story, um, for 15 years I had a, a day job. I, I've been a collector for over 20 years. Uh, I've always liked um, all kinds of music, Um so collecting, traveling, uh, I, I used to travel all the time. I would always hit up that record store whenever I was on the road okay, or yeah. wherever I was and just collected and collected. And personally, it just felt like, you know, I feel like I can do this. Um, originally, when I opened the store back in 2015, I had a business partner and we just put our heads together and put up my whole entire record collection, which was tough it was difficult <laughs> uh, i was gonna say I get yeah, that. It's your collection you know yeah. there were there were, there's two sides to that because there's one like it was really good because i had i have kids they're they're older now but when they were young i didn't want them touching my records so to get them out of the house yeah, there you go you know my youngest xander he's he's seven now but when he was a baby he was he was very active we'll call it that's yeah. putting it nicely so to get the records out that was cool but the um I guess the the other phase of that is like wa watching people take records that I had to hunt down for years, yeah, yeah, bringing yeah. it to the counter, and I'm like, uh, was there? Any, this one's not for sale anymore. No, right? No, no, no. Find it one swing. You're like, <laughs> exactly. I looked for two yeah. years for this one. Yeah. Was there any times that someone brought up a record and you're like, uh, you know Just what? Just can't do it. Can't sell it. No. I think the price no. is wrong. Hold on. Let me go in the back. It, we're we're a hundred dollars short here. No, there was never that. Um, <laughs> It was mostly, you know, yes, I would love to tell a story about it if it was something that was really close to me, but, um, or a personal, you know, record. Um, but, you know, I still collect. However, those records, I don't want to, I won't put those out, you know, yeah. for sale. But yeah, I, I would never 
pull a record from somebody's hand, I guess. Yeah, I got that you. makes sense. Well, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I, same thing is there's so many records that I've been searching for for a while. And then like, since we've been coming here, it's like, I found probably four or five of the ones that have been kind of elusive to me on the list. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for something hard to find, go to 606, man. I mean, I mean, you know, every time I come in here, I'm asking you just pick me something out. Recommend that one. Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, there's not a soul on this planet that can tell you about every single genre or, you know, there's just, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's so much music and my focus has always been on trying to find something that's totally off the beaten path and, um, you know, just kind of stuck to that recipe. And it's really across all genres, whether it's rock or jazz or electronic hip hop, it's usually underground music or a label that is a record label or artist that might not have the financial means to really, you know, put themselves on the map, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, you know, I got you. With Bandcamp and, you know, all these other digital outlets, there's, there's the opportunity to... Um, I guess sell music and share music with others, but to have a physical brick and mortar store, uh, it's really nice. You know, people will come in looking for, I don't know, Miles Davis, we'll just say, and I can put something on that maybe they haven't heard of. Um, and, and that's always, I guess, kind of work for us. And that's such a cool feeling is introducing someone something new that they'll like. Absolutely. That's the greatest feeling. Absolutely. Especially when you're supporting, local or a small indie label or somebody that you know that works really hard at their craft but they don't get the attention because they're not signed to a record label and uh so yeah it's it's definitely um you know one of the best feelings to have to introduce somebody to new music make them happy yeah well and i feel like too like um like it's so easy to get stuck in your own little box of spotify and here's my playlist and this is all i'm listening to and that's kind of what drew me to collecting records in the first place was like, you know, my dad would tell me stories about going to uh, wax tracks and, you know, he would just walk in and say, what's new, you know, recommend something, hook me up with something. And uh, outside of a record store, you really can't do that. You know, you can't just tell Bandcamp to find you something new Absolutely. other than just like yeah. clicking on random links. So, you know, I think that's that's part of the, the romance of vinyl and you don't trust the uh, the algorithms, the randomizers. Well, that's the thing too is that you know they're they're so good is that they almost are like too good where they're like too specific. Like, oh, you like this very specific tonality, so they like shove everything that's like that, but it's nothing that like expands the box a little bit. It's always like they'll hit it on the head sometimes. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. be like, they'll, oh yeah, my god, throw that I, diamond I was in looking the rough. for that right, yeah. that one yeah. diamond in the rough, but. Yeah. Yes. No, you're right. They're like, sometimes a little too good. You like Led Zeppelin, so here's Greta Van Fleet. It's like, yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I kind of guessed that one myself. But. Or uh, you just have so many Spotify playlists that eventually it's just the same music recommended over and yeah, over. Right. Yeah. Like, you have so many cool underground, like, kind of off-the-wall picks in here. Like, where do you go about tracking that down for people? Well... You know, that's a good question. I think, I guess where it starts is we'll, we'll start locally. Uh, there's several labels that come to mind, small labels. Uh, we'll say International Anthem, uh, Star Creature Universal Vibrations, Sonorama. 
uh, Thrill Jockey, Drag City, you know, some more well-known labels. I guess, you know, if you start locally, uh, you know, I'll visit their website or I'm on an email list and they'll say, hey, you know, next month or in October, we have this great release coming out and pre-order it now. Um, you know, it gives you time to check, yeah, check out the sure. music, vet everything and so forth. Um, and then you expand on that, um, you know, outside of the city and to other, you know, whether it's on the East Coast or the West Coast. Uh, we deal a lot with um, overseas distributors, whether it's in Europe or Asia. Okay. And um, because there's a lot of great uh, music from like Efficient Space is a label maybe you haven't heard of. I know they're not a household name, but they're out of Australia and they spend a lot of time digging for uh, music coming from Australia, whether it's all the way back to the 70s or 80s. They have some current music, but um, yeah, I mean, like like I said earlier, I guess I, it, it's impossible to keep up with all the great music that we've had in the past, all the new music that's coming out now, and it just keeps going and going. Yeah, I can attest that for sure because there's a lot of bands that are new to me but they're like oh yeah they only had a few albums in the 70s and you're like oh these were great like what happened like i fear yeah, sure. like with some of the stuff i'm figuring out more bands in the past than i am with like new ones almost in definitely a sense. especially with spotify that helps with that aspect of it because you know they've been around for a little bit longer so it's it's interesting too you know to that point like there might be and we've seen this many times over where an album that came out in 1986 that was a total dud and there were only 500 copies that were pressed with a small private label out of Arkansas. This is, of course, just an example, but, you know. <laughs> Not pulling anything specific. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But 2021 rolls around and you find somebody that's, you know, they discover this album and they contact the artist and they're like, hey, this is phenomenal. We should make this available once again for the public and they work with the artists or the record label, whoever owns the rights yeah. and they, you know, put out this 1986 Arkansas record and you're like, Holy cow, this is incredible. Label so, it remastered. And yeah. Right. Yeah, right, right. And then you're all set. Then that's yeah. the, the trigger. Name. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. They put the remastered label on like first time on wax again. And it's like, right. This existed before. Right. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, so so what have you been listening to recently? Anything off the wall, or you kind of got your? I'm sure this is a tough question because yeah. you're surrounded by, by I music. I have to right say, now. I mean, <laughs> I listen to day. a lot of music. Um, I personally, I'm a seasonal music listener. So in the winter time, you know, when it's dark and cold, I'm probably more jazz or minimal type music. You know, it's the summer and it's warm and we're a little more active. We're, we've, we're coming out of this pandemic. I feel like I have a little more energy. I think I'm more of like an upbeat music listener. Um, I always like world music, whether it's from Africa or Brazil or uh, Asia or Central America, what have you. Um, you know, things that are different that maybe you don't hear on the radio or you're just things I, I guess music that that's unfamiliar um yeah for sure you know even if i don't understand the language I'm, I'm still into it but right now um specifically um i was kind of just uh talking my way through that trying to think of 
what really sticks out to me. And I, to be honest, it pose the hard questions here. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. this stack is what I've listened to today. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna need a lot more time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but your your music picks depend very on your your mood. Uh, I guess mood is yeah, mood is a part of the ingredients, but really it's 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 seasonal. Okay. Uh, yeah. Being June. All the way through the end of the summer, it's probably going to be a little more upbeat um, versus, you know, the, 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 you know, hard bop and minimal electronic music or ambient music that I'll listen to in the, okay. the wintertime. Yeah. 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 When the sun starts setting earlier, you, you wind yeah. it down. It's like 357 on a Tuesday and it's already getting dark yeah. in the yeah. middle of January. Yeah. It's over. Definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Change it up. Well, it's it's interesting you mentioned uh, world music. I actually just revisited an album like two or three days ago. Have you ever heard of? Uh, there's a band called Rocket Juice in the Moon. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah they're great. Yeah, both are looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, like that was kind of like my first because I heard that Flea was in it, right? And sure. so, um, for those who don't know Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I would hope if you're listening to this podcast, you know who that is. But um, like I heard that he did this project, and it like then all of a sudden he started bringing in you know, different artists from all around the world and from different genres and all over the place. And I'm like, that's a crazy sound. Like, where is that instrument coming from? And I'm like, okay, got to find this person and figure out where that came from. And you, you know, you kind of go down the rabbit hole and that's, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. One thing leads to another. And yeah. Music. It's just, yeah, I actually, I had to cheat here real quick. Um, I had a 10 inch, this came out in 2012. It was on the honest John's record label. They're based in London. Um, they have a store. It's phenomenal. Um, okay. I was fortunate to visit the store, but Rocket Juice and the Moon did a, <clears throat> excuse me, a collaboration with Erica Badu. Really, and the song's called Manuela, and it, it was a ten inch. I remember this. We used to have this record, and that's the only reason why I know who they are because I'm familiar with Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Rocket Juice and the Moon were, um, but incredible song, definitely. Yeah. They have like a dub yeah, version sure. on the flip. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Well, now I'm gonna have to look that up as soon yeah. as we leave. <laughs> I was that was my one shot to see if there was a band I knew that Drew didn't know. Is that what and you thought? I'm about sure all there's week? plenty. There's there's. <laughs> too much I was music. like I was like here's my shot. We got one one go at this to see if if I know <laughs> something that he. <laughs> well, he's already like I don't know what four four albums of artists I've never heard of that I'm now like listening to on a regular rotation. So I'm like I gotta try and sweet you know, return the favor a little bit. So, but I'll, I'll try again. We'll, we'll come up with something by the end of the episode. I have to say, you know, to your question earlier, a lot of the music that I discover that we discover here at the shop comes from our customers. Um, you know, somebody will bring up this record and they'll say, yeah, you know, they used to do such and such with this group or they were signed to this label prior to releasing this record. And I'm like, oh, interesting. So yeah. then you can go down a wormhole that way and discover new music. So, yeah, it's always interesting too. like, uh, like I was um, looking into Tom Morello the other day and finding the stuff that someone does under a different name or something too. like Tom Morello did a series of acoustic albums too called The Night Watchman. I just found the other day and I was listening to that, which is pretty interesting, but I only found out about that cause I was listening to uh Bruce Springsteen live, live album and he did a ghost of Tom Joe and he's like, Oh, and Tom Morello's here too. And I'm like, it's like, yeah, he does. A, he's just released his night watchman album. <laughs> That's crazy. Tom Morello is not a small name. 
and to still discover stuff that he did. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think he like put his name to it. That's the weird part about it. But yeah, I think yeah, that's there's... kind of maybe the like the secret behind it is just like yeah. what maybe you'll sell it because like oh if it's Tom Morello there's some sort of already expectation of what he does on mm-hmm. guitar and like yeah. what it's supposed to sound like if it's not like Tom Morello then everyone's like oh this is awful <laughs> or what is this yeah well my, well my point is too though that's what's weird is finding these things that e- people either did before they got huge you know like with Wilco and the uh, Uncle Tupelo stuff like the, the kind of things that they did when nobody knew who they were and then they changed up one piece and somehow blew up um, and then like like I'm pretty sure Tom Morello was doing the Night Watchman stuff like throughout part of his time with Rage Against the Machine. And it's like the fact that it's still kind of underground and off to the side and nobody really looks into it is really interesting to me. Maybe it's his musical outlet from playing against Rage Against the Machines, that style, that, that aggressiveness. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Flip it out. Well, we all go through phases too in life, right? Because, you know, look at Jeff Parker, uh, guitarist. He's from Chicago. I know he's in L.A. He lives in L.A. now, but... Um, he played with a bunch of bands and, you know, in the nineties and probably early two thousands, um, he was with tortoise tortoise was a big band and now he mm-hmm. does a, a bunch of, uh, recordings and, uh, songwriting, um, for international anthem, which is a local label. He, okay. he has a lot of side projects yeah. too with other labels, but you know, I know he's, he's a a father and being a father myself, I know, you know, when you're younger, you're a little more, I guess, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but you're, you're definitely pushing the boundaries a little more, you know, artistically take 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 risks. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I don't have kids, so I don't, (laughs) Yeah, none of us have kids. So, well, maybe your alter ego is telling you 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 need to have some children, and then you, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Making don't when sweat. You I'm gonna, I'm gonna sweat. cut that part out so my girlfriend doesn't hear. It. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Make when you blow sweat. up, when you blow up, you can you know you can talk about this show here. Yeah, you know, and you know your your underground sessions that uh, you know you did prior to when you were you know making millions millions of of records. Man, that would be nice. That's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream right there. <laughs> but uh, Just manifest that into reality there. So you are currently making a record, a compilation record. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Sure, sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so we have our second release that's coming out uh, later this summer, early fall. It's a compilation consisting of uh, all Chicago. I don't want to say Chicago-based. I know some of the artists... Uh, found themselves in Chicago, were, were born and raised here, have a, um, you know, a stronghold within the music community in Chicago, but they might not live here currently. Um, so a, a, a tie to Chicago. Uh, the compilation is called Unity. Um, basically, this is the first and hopefully a series of compilations that we'll put out under the 606 Records label. Um, and it consists of uh, a whole wide range of genres if you will um i'm not really i i feel personally good music is good music whether it's folk or country or metal or reggae um but you know for the sake of 
explaining the type of music. It's, it's experimental. There's deep house. There's hip hop. There's jazz. Um, so yeah, it, it, I'm super excited. We I just picked up the um, test pressings from Smash Plastic, who's a uh, uh, local record pr- pressing plant here in Chicago, and um, super super excited. We're we're gonna have. Uh, uh, probably a release party uh nothing set in stone yet because we're still waiting for everything to be printed but um it's it's due to come out this fall awesome. oh i think you sold three right now yeah They're nice We're definitely yeah. in line <laughs> yeah for sure beautiful what's yeah. the uh selection process for picking the songs because you vinyl only fits so many songs so that's got for be sure a, yeah that's very tough yeah. selection you have about i i think we have i think it's overall about 32 minutes you know to be safe you have about 15 16 minutes per side the selection process is impossible. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, it's it's extremely difficult. We really wanted something that was going to flow together. Um, we had a, a a bunch of artists submit, you know, certain tracks and um, and and we have those. Maybe it will work for a future project. But yeah, the selection process is next to impossible. <laughs> Trying to fight that, find that like right, you know. How many right submissions area. did you get? Um, upwards of thirty, so not a ton. Still, uh, we still have to get half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's I think twelve tracks on the, okay. on the compilation. Okay. So more than half. <laughs> yeah, you know, we started as one LP and then it turned into a double LP. Right now, it's a six LP box <laughs> set. So <laughs> <laughs> that would make things a lot easier, yeah. but financially, yeah, super that's, that's that can't happen. You just sell them for two hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just to clarify, it is a one LP. <laughs> it is a single LP. Um, there'll be yeah. there'll be more in the future, but this one is a single our, our LP. Our first release, actually, was a double LP. Oh, really? Yeah. So when was that? That was 2016, 2017. Yeah, it was about four years ago, three and a half years ago. The artist, it was one artist, his name, um, he goes by Moppy, DJ Moppy, Um First name's Chris. So Chris, uh, he put out a CD of a album called The Seven Wonders of the Sea. And I remember first hearing this and I was like, this is amazing. Are you going to press this to vinyl? So Moppy, he's originally from Chicago. He's lived in Detroit the last four or five years or so. Um, You know, I dropped him a line and was like, hey, man, you know, what's the deal with uh, vinyl? We pretty much stick to selling vinyl yeah. records we don't do much with cds and i guess that conversation led to another which led to another and another to where we're partnering with moppy and the label that uh uh helped put out the cd young heavy souls who's based in michigan and um yeah we pressed up 500 copies of a double lp and we've uh you know that's that's sold out it's been sold out for a little while now but um that was our first, I guess, go at being not only a record store, but also a label. Very and cool. um, ever since then, I know, you know, in my head personally, I really wanted to do something uh, collaborative effort with the underground community, which, you know, translated to a compilation. And works really and well with the uh, underground sessions as well, you know. <laughs> nice, but, nice. Uh, I love that your first question, too, was like, wow, man, this is great. Are you pressing it to vinyl? Because we did that uh, when we recorded with Nathan Graham. 
we were talking about his album on the podcast and he's like, you know, I don't know when it's coming out. I've got a few songs recorded. And we're like, cool, cool. So is it, it's going to be on vinyl, right? Yeah. You're pressing. Sure. <laughs> so, we're pressured we're, him into it. It's yeah. pure pressure. <laughs> no, I've learned that it's like, you know, I, I think after having that conversation with Moppy, like, Hey, you know, the CD is great. What's up with the vinyl? You know, I've you noticed know it's cooler that. than a CD. Yeah. Vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's that's usually my first go to. Like if I find something like if somehow it pops up on Spotify or if I'm like flipping through videos on YouTube or whatever, like I'll watch the the tiny desk shows and see if mm-hmm. I find something new there. But like my first thing is always like, oh, do they have this online? No, can I find can I find this record somewhere <laughs> Go on their yeah. band website? Look at the merch. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. I can see you automatically go into your pocket like you're about to grab your credit card too every time yeah. you talk about <laughs> every time I talk, it's just a, a you know normal reaction it's reflex <laughs> I'm standing in front of the counter in front of Drew I'm like so oh records yeah, no, money no, I gotta no, give him money <laughs> <laughs> but uh so so 2015 kind of when you opened was like the start of the whole vinyl resurgence a little bit right I think we were already starting you know, maybe to a that year way, yeah. or two into the quote-unquote resurgence i know for me and people like me um it there wouldn't be a problem because i've been collecting for so long i know people yeah. like me have been collecting longer than than i have excuse me so uh as far as the uh i guess younger generation or whoever that demographic is that's you know, fits that, uh, resurgence population. Um, yeah, I mean, you can totally see it because, you know, there's a lot of records, there's tons of reissues. It's pretty much out of control. Um, but we focus, we, you know, personally, I like new music. I like to see artists that are, you know, doing what they love. And I think, pressing to vinyl is an, a very important piece to that to have something tangible to appreciate the music you, you can't really skip around like you can like spotify or a yeah. cd mm-hmm. yeah. or yeah so well, it, it lets you appreciate the whole album too you know definitely there was there's some effort in the artwork too there's some albums that you have that you know you you kind of look at it you look in the inside sleeve sometimes there's a poster or maybe just like the lyrics card has got some cool graphics on it you can yeah we're all guilty of buying records because this looks cool. I or bought this one looks last time that had a Rhodes yeah. on the cover just because I bought a Rhodes. Oh, so. Rhodes? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful so was, sound. Yeah. You had but, no uh, idea who they were probably. No. I no. mean, it's pretty good room. Yeah. Like, I, it, I think yeah. it was on like the new release. Yeah. I think it was new arrivals and I just happened to, I was like, Dylan, you got a rose. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of nice. cool. Hey, look, this looks exactly it. what's in your room. And I was like, yeah, I got to purchase this. Now. Done. Nice. But, um, yeah, I mean the like you were saying the crazy amount of reissues and all that kind of stuff is it's cool because there's so much new music that is it's not even a question anymore. It's getting pressed straight to vinyl and it's coming out and um it sucks cuz I used to pay like $3 for an album at like the used stores and stuff like that and now it's 18, 19, 20 bucks an album, but um I think I think you're right that the tangible I can hold it and I can you know flip through the cover and listen listen to the album and start flipping through the lyrics book and whatever i think that is directly correlated to i think the quality of new artists coming out because there was there's a little bit there where it was just kind of you know you had a few bands here and there that kind of made it into your field of view that were good and then it was 
it feels overwhelming right now. Yeah. Like there is so much good music and I don't know if it's because now I'm kind of tapped in and I have to be owning a record store. Um, there was something else you, you said. I wanted to make a good point to that. Oh, the pricing of records. Yeah. yeah, it's so we deal with a lot of imports, too. There's so mm -hmm. much good music coming from overseas. And those are the records that are going to be like 20 to 30 dollars. And it's a lot of times I find myself like holding my breath, like hopefully somebody's not looking at this record saying to themselves, oh, this is place is too expensive because that's not the case. No, I mean, I mean the vast majority of our records are secondhand. We have probably two, three thousand records that are ninety nine cents. Um, you know, we have our quote unquote deal digs or bargain bins, if if you will. But yeah, it, it, it's overwhelming. There's just really just so much music that's yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like you know, I'll, I'll gladly pay the twenty five bucks a record or whatever, just because the quality too is. You know, even on the reissues and stuff like that, you're getting it on 180 gram vinyl and it's remastered and everything like that. And um, over the last, probably throughout the pan pandemic, I would say, is I've gone down the whole audiophile rabbit hole and, you know, okay, now I need to get a new cartridge for the turntable sure. and I need to, you know, so. And then I introduced you to headphones. Yeah. It's and a whole other world. I was, <laughs> I was a speaker's person and then he's like, no, 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 you got to try these Sennheiser headphones. And then I had to go get a pair of really nice headphones and it's. It's, it's snowballing it out runs. of control. Yeah. yeah, it's well, it makes it an event. It, you know, with Spotify and everything, every so instant, there's no effort. It's just kind of like there, and like if you don't want it, you don't want it. And now it's like you kind of have to like commit to something, and it's more an event. Like you're like, all right, like I'm gonna sit down and listen to this because I can't skip it. It's right here. Yeah, have mm -hmm. to put it on a, ma a machine, a mechanical item, and actually have to work it to make the music. Mm -hmm. I like that waking up on Saturday mornings and trying to figure out what music do I want to listen to right now. It takes a little bit of effort. Yeah, you make your breakfast to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's well, like a, it's, think, a whole, it's a whole thing. Like you said, though, like vinyl to me was just a whole different world. Like I remember the first time I, I had gotten a, a new turntable with a good cartridge and everything like that, and I had just gotten the nice headphones, and I put on a 180 gram like audiophile pressing of Kind of Blue from Miles Davis. Put on the headphones, poured myself a glass of whiskey, and I was just sitting there hanging out. I'm like. Holy shit. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. yeah, like this is this is crazy. But um you're just always chasing that high. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the first the first time you hear a great record through really good headphones on a really good system, it's just It's a quote from every addict. Yeah, it's it's every every time from there you're just Well, you find yeah. that original that that original first pressing and you play it. Usually I I I'm mm -hmm. not listening through headphones. I play here through the house system. And it's night and day, you know, we yeah. have good equipment here. I wouldn't say great. Um, hopefully a really, really nice new rotary mixer is in the not too distant future, right. which I know will ampl amplify the sound. But uh, I've seen a lot of original pressings of all kinds of expensive records come through here. And just to listen to those on the house system, it is a whole different experience. Yeah. Well, and then we're kind of in this great era right now of you have the option of the reissue you have the option of the original pressings each of them has their time and place you know what i'm saying sure. like you know there's something a little extra special about throwing on that original pressing and you know if you're just looking for pure clarity and everything like that you can get the remaster and you really got every option under the sun but you know you have that here shopping here too is there's 
different racks all the way down of just anything you could find. So you just can't stop looking at the walls. I can't, dude. It's <laughs> I'm already thinking about how I'm going to empty my bank account. So um, how do you even find like some of these secondhand and used ones? Where are you going? Are you going to antique shops? Are you going to like garage sales? Like what's well, you know, other sure than the problems. last 365 days, it's been extremely difficult. Um, you know, I would always go to people's houses or, you know, storage units or, you know, wherever. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was that one year lull of, you know, the pandemic so that, yeah. you know, people would come in and sell records, which is always great. Use records, secondhand records are Free always product. welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But it's because, you know, new new records are expensive. So uh, the the number one focus is on secondhand records and it's important that they're that they're clean. You know, mm -hmm. we have I've gone through lots of hundreds, maybe, you know, four or five hundred records of from one lot and there might be, you know, a handful of records that aren't completely beat up or scratched. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I it's it's a problem I would assume for a lot of uh, collectors is like you know maybe not now so much because we're slowly easing out of the pandemic. But you know when we're not typically you know hanging out with human beings for you know almost a year, it it was difficult. It was very difficult. Yeah. Nice. And well, kind of piggyback oh, off of like, uh, like what's like the the rarest or most exclusive thing that you have or you've sold? Is there like something? And how that much is it? And can we ring it up? <laughs> what's <No>? the holy grail? <laughs> um, Are there any like that is a good question? There's came two. Up? There's one. There was a 45 that um, we had that fetched about six hundred dollars, and it was. I have to say, you know, there's there must be a niche market for this because when I looked it up and saw the price, not I, you know, and had to pick myself up afterwards. Um, I listened to it; it it was okay. It was early '60s soul. I'm more, I'm into soul, but I like late '60s. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a sound from the early 1960s that, I, yeah, I, it's not really my my vibe but that yeah, I, and i don't recall the artist this was several years ago uh but the one that sticks out the most is a an incredible record incredible record that if you're not familiar i highly recommend um the group is called africa a-f-r-e-a-k-a -A, and the album is called demon fuzz and like demon fuzz F-U-Z-Z. -Z. Uh, okay. It is one of the best records I've ever heard. Wow. Really? It's incredible. So we had an original of that. It was a 1973 pressing on Janus Records. And that that fetched a pretty penny as well. But it's right up your alley. Yeah. You guys will like this album. All right. Guaranteed. I will check it out. Um, I know we're kind of running short on time here. So thank you again. I know, um, man, like any record you could want, Drew's got it. Go check out 606. I know you got the online shop and everything, too. Um, and we just got to say thank you because since we met you, you've been down for what we're doing and sharing stuff on social media. And we really appreciate that, oh, too. Yeah. Thank so, you guys the, for the, having the me. The pick of the yeah. week is really awesome that we're doing that with you and Tag and Definitely. Showing off some stuff that we've bought here. And 
cool stuff that we have in our collection. It's more of a yeah. flex for us, like show off what we have. Yeah, exactly. Our nice. small collections. Because <laughs> to our friends, we have unreal collections, and then we come in here and we're like, we got nothing. <laughs> no, not true. Not true. No, it, it pleasure, guys, and you know, just sharing music and talking about music and you know, nerding out about records. I mean. It's it's the best. best. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what I was really excited. I was like, dude, we just get to go hang out with Drew and all be huge nerds about music for for a little bit. Like I'm I'm all in on. While that. there's a concert going on right yeah, outside, right the north, exactly, the right at Thalia Hall, which is so. where we're headed. But uh, yeah, right. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but but thanks for uh, having us. Thanks for all the help. Thanks for everything. Definitely. Yeah. We, Thank uh, you, gentlemen. Probably have a part yeah. two. Because I'm assuming we yeah, want to keep talking about music one day. Right on. For yeah. sure. So go follow 606 on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. If you're looking to buy some records and you're not around Chicago, then go to their website and order records. And they'll come straight from Chicago, you know? <laughs> right to your door. Um, and as always, you can find us on you know Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Are we on anything else? Uh, pretty much covered it. I think we... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I if you want, you can send us a message. We'll we'll mail you a CD. I don't know <laughs> of our podcast for the week. No, we're not. Don't do that. that. Yeah, that could get really expensive. None for of us have <laughs> CD drives. We're, we're all just poor. So, um, yeah. Oh my god, I gotta fix this fucking thing. Sorry for swearing. Um, this is when I'm falling. I'm falling for you.
falling, I'm falling for you. As always, thank you guys for listening, and a huge thank you to Gerard Media, LLC. You can listen to us on WIMS AM 1420, 95.1 FM, and 106.7 FM. 
You can also check us out at WHFB AM 1060 102.5 FM. If you want to see some behind-the-scenes action, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get all the cool stuff we post while we're recording. Thank you for listening in. Hope you found your new favorite artist. To check out more, check the link in the description episode. We will see you in two weeks.